0: what's up what's good it's tim o in your hood thank you for joining us on mr meaningful work retain a big energy conversation about engaging and retaining your people today we are joined by one of my newest favorite people on the planet not just because her company sponsored the season of the podcast but she is literally my energy spirit animal Anna Strauss is the founder and CEO of employee engagement and recognition platform spark and you cannot help but to be triggered by her energy and you'll see that on today's episode. And before we get started, I just want to give a special shout out and thank you to Spark again for sponsoring this season of the Retain podcast. I'm sure you would agree that engagement and recognition are at the core of increasing retention and reducing turnover in organizations. And Spark has found the magic sauce that blends industry-verified research, human-centeredness, and cutting-edge technology to help leaders connect with their teams in ways that inspire them to stay. If you are an HR or a people leader, Spark is a must have in your toolkit. Check them out at sparkco.com slash Work. That's spark, S-P-A-R-C-K, co.com and tell them that i sent you we're going to be sparking some hr leaders throughout this season recommendations from our guests but you will get to enjoy that as we go through but for now let us get to the show what's up everybody it is tim mr meaningful work and i am so excited to be hanging out with the infamous, the famous, the dazzling, the amazing, Anna.
1: What an introduction.
0: (laughs) How are you doing today?
1: Good, how about yourself?
0: I am good, I am good, making sure that my head's not too sweaty out here in these podcast streets, but um, something that we've been doing for this new podcast, Mr. Meaningful Work Retain, Um, because when you think HR, sometimes it can be boring and we want to be the furthest thing from boring. So how do we spice it up? We get our guests to do weird things. So so what could be weird? So I used to have a uh, street interview session where I would ask folks, what are you famous for? Um, And so when you abbreviate, what are you famous for? That's W-R-U-F-F. Would you spell it out? is rough okay.
1: so i would ask
0: folks to give me your biggest dog rough and then answer the question what are you famous for so and if you're ready to oh
1: my goodness your
0: big dog rough.
1: all right so my rough may be rough <laughs> but let's see what
0: are you F W R? so let's hear it
1: yeah so rough go! i love it
0: that's a base in there i love that so
1: all right so what am I famous for? So I'd say like with my family and friends, certainly my love for pizza. So I can eat it morning, noon, and night. <laughs> so have you seen
0: those things about like pizza to go? Like where they like take a big old slice of pizza and like just like roll it up. And like, or are you like a purist where you like you have to eat the pizza in a certain way?
1: No. So I am cursed though, because I found out I'm allergic to gluten. So <laughs> as a pizza lover, I try to find the best gluten-free pizza places mm-hmm. anywhere. So if they want to roll it, yeah, stop yeah. it, whatever yeah. they whatever. want to do, I will eat it. Gluten-free
0: pizza. Well, yeah. I'm glad there are some options out there. Yes. Um, and do you have like a pre like New York style, Chicago style? Mm-hmm. Like what are your what do you lean in preference
1: yeah um i love extra cheese yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you always see some pepperoni olive yeah. and then maybe bacon if i'm feeling naughty yeah so we'll what see. is your
0: what is your stance on pineapple oh. on pizza all about it all about the oh, pineapple yeah, I'll
1: Definitely do Hawaiian slice. are you about the pineapple i i
0: so I am like a savory purist. Like oh. if it's savory, it has to be savory. It has to be spicy. If I want to eat some sweet. I'll eat some sweet. Uh, so it's okay. You Good. can have your pineapple pizza, you. and Thank I you. will have all the spices and the meats. The meat lover pizza is mine. Okay,
1: my, that's my husband. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I actually like the thin crust. I know, like Chicago styles, like super. It's like a lasagna. Like you just yes. like it's like. The deep like that's a whole meal but if it's nice and thin crispy lots of cheese i want to be able to lift it up and all the cheese is yes. in. and yeah that's how you do pizza. i agree yeah, i agree
1: yeah right, so, <laughs> now i'm hungry
0: yeah there we go next time we have to bring food on the show so yeah. we can talk about our passions and eat them as well yes, yeah um well thank you so much we're so excited you've been doing some phenomenal work that I have been seeing in the recognition space. Um, And you are the founder, CEO, boss lady, empress. Um, What are the titles do you like put for yourself? Queen B, Queen
1: A? Yeah, I do like the spark queen. Yeah,
0: yes, spark queen. There (laughs) you go. The spark queen um, of your organization, Spark. So super duper high level. Tell us a little bit about what Spark is and how you guys are changing the world?
1: Yeah, so we are a software company. We're building out an AI-driven, personalized, employee recognition and engagement solution. Okay. So ultimately, we aren't looking to replace the relationships in the workplace, but be a conduit to equip managers with the tools and insights to really understand how each person feels valued, appreciated, and motivated in the workplace.
0: Nice. So AI, so artificial intelligence, that is technology... Mm -hmm. is coming alongside the leader to give them insights, right, on how to best engage their people, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So a big part of my background, I've worked with executives for over 15 years on talent attraction, retention, and engagement strategies. And I'm also a certified leadership coach. So I would come in and I'd work with executive teams, I'd work with managers, and I basically wanted to commercialize a process I already know that works. So the AI is essentially me in the form of Sparky the dog. (laughs)
0: there's well, nothing there's nothing artificial <laughs> though it's all it's all real right here yeah yes.
1: yeah so it's just bringing some of what i used to do to yeah. life to help more organizations yeah
0: that's awesome and and we we were going to have a section where we look at like trending topics and like current events and talk about that but prior to us starting and actually shared something that was so related to what we're talking about by way of Retention, engagement, and recognition that was a current topic that was in the news. What, what was that weird story that came up? Yes, from?
1: so, so bizarre. So, Spark is very much focused on how each person feels valued and appreciated, yeah. how they like to be recognized. Those preferences are so critical to the process. Yeah. Um, never did I know to this extent. Just I think it was five days ago. There is a gentleman in Kentucky who sued his employer for celebrating his birthday in the office, and he won. And the company and pay, he, won. And he won, and so the company had to pay four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <sighs> yeah. So now I say it pays to know. It <laughs> the pays to know
0: you know what's funny so my girls just turned five my girls turned five this last weekend and my son if he probably if he had the bandwidth to sue he probably would sue my six-year-old son felt so like they were getting all the gifts they were getting all the recognition they were getting all the praise he's like what about me where's my recognition where's my I'm like, boy it's not your birthday can you just be happy for your people so where somebody is suing for not for getting recognized in the wrong way, yeah. there's still that feeling of, hey, I want to be seen. I want to be recognized, but in a way that is meaningful for me. Can yeah. you guys help with that?
1: Absolutely. Because this gentleman in particular, I kind of, I was very intrigued. And yeah. a lot of people were sending me screenshots yeah. of those, yeah. like, sure Anna, so. this. Like, and I am not see this. But, you know, he is suffers from anxiety disorders Uh, and he told his company multiple times like i don't want to do anything publicly and what i'm seeing too coming out of the pandemic a lot of people are experiencing a far more stress now being out in public again Mm. is something that's new so i think that these preferences are like really critical i never thought it would go to that extreme
0: the the legal
1: yes but like understanding the why behind the preferences too is so important
0: yeah that's good. So we're, t- we're talking about retention. So I-, I wanted to bring the last couple of years, been talking at a high level about meaningful work and kind of got some themes mm-hmm. around what it takes to make an environment meaningful, recognition being a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to focus more so on the problem of retention, right? There has been, everybody knows that it's, you know, if I say it, it's just going to get lost in the hashtags of the great Resignation. Yes. Everybody is talking about it. Um, but it's real. Yeah. Right? Folks are leaving organizations and mm-hmm. droves um, for a number of different reasons. And so leaders are struggling with both the financial and the operational impact of folks that just decide to leave. Right? Yeah. Um, so how does what you're doing by way of recognition mm-hmm. and supporting with insights um, from a you know from that recognition standpoint? Tie back into retaining your people.
1: Yeah, no, such a great question, and to kind of bring it into perspective too, it's interesting. Since last April, forty-seven million Americans have left their jobs Ooh. voluntarily. So to put that in perspective, that's already a huge number. Yeah. The population in California is thirty-eight million. So it's as if all of California and left some. and some just dipped Stop left their working. employer yes wow which is unbelievable and so McKinsey came out with a study to look at okay why are people leaving yeah the top two reasons they didn't feel valued by their organization or by their manager wow and that was leading so much of what so, so it's, it's not the even the money rising. it's not even the money on average i love stats and i yeah. can't reference all of them but yeah. i really do love my data yeah. um so on estimate, it's about 12% of people actually leave for more money, yeah. which that's kind of what most employers think are the yeah. number one thing that's driving
0: wow. attention. Yeah. So didn't feel valued by the organization or didn't feel valued by their manager.
1: Yeah. So I'll share a story actually to kind of bring this to life. Story one that I heard time. <laughs> story time. <laughs>
0: Talk to us about
1: the story, yeah. So it's so interesting. This is one that I've talked about quite a few times, but it just really puts things into perspective and shows the correlation between recognition and appreciation and how that drives retention. Yeah. So um, I had met with a Fortune 100 company in Silicon Valley. Their top salesperson had just gotten a $200,000 bonus at the end of the year, but was just forgotten. 200000 bonus yes yes. on
0: top of okay, his salary
1: yep and it was actually hers yeah sorry I had to call that out cancel me cancel how could
0: I assume cancel her salary so she got a bonus
1: she got a bonus 200000 so then the big year-end presentation comes and the CEO's highlighting all the rock stars on a global basis, and forgets her in the presentation. Just like I did. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now she's been forgotten twice. Twice <laughs> she got to be here.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, and it's just unbelievable. And so, what had happened? She ended up leaving the organization. Because mm. here's the thing: top performers are always going to be compensated mm. All employers right now are competing with the perks, the pay, the benefits, yeah. and all of that. The yeah. differentiator comes down to the relationships and yes. understanding each individual. Yes. It's really bringing humanity into the workplace. Mm. Get to know the human behind your employee. That's what I'm so passionate about. And my big thing is once you shift perspective, you shift behavior. Mm. And so, yeah, there's just this is wow. the time.
0: Wow. And is it? What's what's the because it's when you lay it out like that, it sounds simple. Mm-hmm. Focus on the human behind the employee, yeah. right? It sounds mm-hmm. simple. What makes it why isn't everybody doing this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think too, there's just a limited amount of time. Mm. So everyone's hustling right yeah. now. Um, now everyone's predominantly in a remote hybrid environment. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you're walking by someone's office and you're remembering that you need to talk with them or yeah. you know the quote unquote water cooler talk yeah. where it can bring things to mind. So it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But one of the things that I think is a huge opportunity is prior to COVID, we didn't know too much about each other personally in the mm-hmm, workplace, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I mean, some people would, but yeah. you wouldn't really focus on that. COVID hit, Also, we went into this virtual environment yeah. where everyone's on you Zoom. You see my cat? You see your cat? Yeah. you to the cat. You're yeah. seeing the cool pictures yeah. behind them. You're mm-hmm. getting to know them. I mean, yeah. so many meetings. I was with executives for the first time and their dogs jumping on their Did left. And it completely changes the dynamic of the conversation where now there's more of a willingness to share. So part of it is asking the right questions. And like, I love the frog network or, um, framework. Are you familiar with Mm -hmm. that at all? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, Like a great coaching tip for managers on like how to position the questions. It's been used a lot in sales, but now I'm seeing it come into the workplace where the F is, you know, talk about friends and family. You know, are you the only child? Where are you originally from? Uh, Then you look at recreation for R. Like what types of things do you enjoy doing outside of work? What types of hobbies do you enjoy? then o is occupation which mm-hmm. is a lot like what are your career goals yeah. like what are your strengths those types of things yeah. and then lastly g is goals mm-hmm. like personally mm-hmm. and professionally and start like looking at the full human yeah. the full wellness of that individual and work we spend more time at work than we do anywhere else 100%. in our lives 100%. right
0: so it comes down to timing It's like hey we just don't have time but you gotta make time you gotta invest the time and mm-hmm. asking the right questions questions that mm-hmm. go deeper they go beyond that really get to see around the person not just like hey this is the task that you're doing and we're just focusing on that what's your family i love the i love the question about goals right because then you really get to see especially if you've asked a question about family and all these things sometimes or a lot of times those things tie into what they want to do right what are their yes. goals is it based on i want to do this thing for my kids, or for my parents, or or what have you, and that is driving or informing how I want to progress. And it might be outside of their occupation, right? You might yeah. ask about occupation. Yes. I'm a blah 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 analyst. What are my goals? I want to be a rock star right like mm-hmm. on the guitar like playing yes. bassoon or something yeah and, and you get to see that the, the full hues of an individual I love that yeah
1: and then how can you bring those outside passions into yeah. workplace yeah you want to be a yes. rock star let's do it yeah let's bring it I in and bring everyone it. around yeah. what do you love to paint mm-hmm. let's paint our office it saves the company money it's also bringing people around yes. their passions yes but then the other layer of questioning goes back to the media story that yeah. we talked about yeah how do you feel valued Yeah. How do you like to be recognized? Understanding those preferences. So that's actually the catalyst of like how Spark was born is we looked at the psychology behind recognition. And it's so interesting because everyone thinks it's the reward. Mm. But after looking at a lot of studies, the reward is only half of the experience. How you're being recognized and by whom is equally as important. And so it's crazy since COVID hit, Reward spend has increased, I think it's gonna be right around 97 billion. It was at 46 billion before the pandemic, and now everyone's doubling down on rewards and perks. But until that experience is personalized, right. getting rewards that people actually want, like, not just a Visa gift card, not Starbucks. Guess what? I'm allergic to caffeine. I don't <laughs> want Starbucks. But getting the gift right, and wow. the experience is so critical. It's the foundation.
0: So it's not just the end result. How and who does it feeds into that? Yeah. And I think, because <clears throat> i will take so they have an assessment. I've <laughs> taken the assessment. And I take a lot of assessments. I'm in learning and organization development at work. So we are <laughs> assessments like this. Like, you guys, everybody has an assessment. And we've actually done a recognition assessment. There's something different about the Spark assessment. Because when I got the results back, first of all, the questions that we're asking were like, oh, this is personal. Oh, this is deep. Oh, this is scratching at something that normally isn't scratched on at work and then i got the results back and saw that the t- the way that i like to be recognized is trust trust me mm-hmm. now i was inspired by it and because now i look at all the ways that like folks recognize whether it's in like like home relationship or like work relationship and things see the things that i gravitate to or i'm inspired by are the things that show trust even if it's not like a physical item or or what have you things that show that i am trusted and you know in that type of way how did you how did you put together that assessment to be able to key in on those other factors yeah. that relate to recognition yeah
1: so it's so interesting because there's one aspect of it where it's the recognition events, yeah. the birthdays, the work anniversaries. You hit your goals. How do you yeah. feel motivated and appreciated? So that's one area. But outside of hitting key milestones, it's just how do you feel appreciated mm-hmm. within the workplace on an ongoing basis, right. and what does that look like? So when separate create, from the
0: event, like
1: yeah just,
0: just yes, create an environment of appreciation
1: through and through. Yeah. What's your experience? Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to combine the two to really give a 360 perspective of how that person feels valued and appreciated Mm -hmm. across the board. Mm -hmm. And so um, actually during the pandemic, we did over 500 employee interviews. Um, I've done a ton of different workshops with different employees Mm -hmm. um, started off in the recruiting background. So a big part of that was the exit interviews and finding out why people are leaving. And we started seeing things across the board as to why people are saying that they didn't feel valued and appreciated. Mm. And so there's these different styles and the trust me one that you came up with is um, actually one of our newer ones that we really saw a huge trend around. It's like, if you trust me, like, throw me that project, yeah. I've got it. It yeah. shows me that I'm a valued part of this yeah. organization yeah. versus someone else maybe is like a support me style where yeah. it's like, hey, if you see me drowning in yeah. a ton of work, you grabbing me a coffee or asking if you can help on my project, that shows me that I'm a valued member Absolutely. of the team. Absolutely. So yeah, we took kind of a double dip approach to look at the full experience outside of just the big recognition opportunities.
0: And then as that foundation is being built, the recognition event, would then be meaningful or yes. then actually have some impact as you're feeling appreciated all the way through. Yes. Um, now, Spark mm-hmm. is a youngish company, Absolutely. right? So yes. a startup. Yes. Um, and I know from my startup days, oh, back in those days, which <laughs> was like a couple weeks ago, uh, <laughs> I know that there is, there's success comes with, timing right Yes. like making sure that the product the market like that fit is at the right time do you feel like spark is hitting it right at like post pandemic like if spark was here five years ago like wouldn't it have the same effect versus the effect it has now wow. in and post pandemic
1: yeah great question so we actually started building right before the pandemic hit. Okay. So we saw a lot of these trends already transpiring, going to the remote work where yeah. people wanted to feel more valued and appreciated. But COVID definitely accelerated so many of those trends. Nice. And right now it's like the timing's impeccable and yeah. it's just like God was on our side. I feel <laughs> like so. I'm like, amen. Yeah. But <laughs> So now we're coming in and like my main like passion and fire behind this, I want to spark the world. Nice. And I feel like organizations need this type of tool yeah. now more than ever. Yeah. And so, you know, we have um an engagement survey that's statistically valid just to help employers get a benchmark on yeah. where they're at. Yeah. We now have a free version just to let and help organizations nice. any way we can. And then they have our full software that it can weave into to mm-hmm. really help with these moments and right now that human connection that positive human connection people's craving yeah. um i also think it's cool too outside of just the trends is when covid hit like we talked about you saw the more human side of business because yeah. yeah. you were brought into people's homes yeah. and now i feel like this type of solution is more welcomed and you know even as we're having employees on board yeah they love the personal questions more so than the and professional like is. what what's your favorite flower we have one for our team like what's your favorite dinosaur and it's like all customized based on your culture but like we're so hungry to share yeah. and they want to be heard and they want to be seen
0: do you feel like there is engagement at all like different generational levels like where maybe gen z are more welcome to it versus older generations that it's like why are you asking me about my favorite
1: flower? like you know is that yeah.
0: like do you yes. see that yes.
1: Great by the way. Yeah. yeah it's interesting so um how the tool is used is you can physically go in there and like add in your responses okay. but it's also for managers like during one-on-ones if they uncover information oh, okay. like now I know like you're a meat lover for your pizza yeah. type. So I could put that in just yeah. as a reminder. So yeah. it's really taking that CRM methodology mm-hmm. and bringing it into the workplace. So nice. really across any generation, it's just everyone wants to be heard as a yeah. basic human name. But yeah, maybe not yeah. someone who's looking to retire wants to talk about yeah. like their favorite flower, but yeah. some do. Yeah. So it's, it's just like it's, everyone's so uniquely yeah. different. You,
0: exactly. And that's where going in without with not just a blanket approach everybody gets this one thing being focused on the individual um you know becomes an advantage there um so what would you say we're kind of wrapping it up here what would you say to hr leaders that are looking for advice they turn on the podcast like all right we're listening to miss meaningful work Retain today i want to walk away with one thing um for for me as an hr leader what would be that advice counsel direction that you would give them based on what you're doing your experience
1: yeah i'd say the number one thing right now is upskilling your managers mm. um, and really supporting them especially within these remote and hybrid environments yeah. it's out of sight out of mind and one of the number one skills that you can equip them with is e.i um, and really helping focus and create those stronger relationships with their employees. And yeah. I think that's where our software is really helping serve as a conduit for that so they don't overlook those individuals, yeah. help you know uncover blind spots. But that would be my biggest advice, even just have them get to know their employees. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you heard it. Get to know your employees, <laughs> understand AI and how it can help you and yes. support you. It's not the devil. Technology is not the devil not taking all our jobs all these robots and <laughs> artificial intelligences no they're here to help like it it helps i think one of the cool things that some folks might miss who are um you know you know see it as a challenge is it helps us do what we're supposed to be doing
1: yes right like yeah. if
0: these things like gathering the information gathering the data which will take A lot of time and attention where you should be focusing your time on attention, having the conversation, creating the environment that helps them to feel successful. Like those are the things that leaders are supposed to be doing as coaches. And if you can have somebody or something do the you know the data collection work, it's gonna help you do that, like why
1: not? Yeah, yeah, it should be the conduit and never replace the relationship if that's the way that. People are looking at the technology, yeah. it'll never differentiate yeah. you in the market. Then yeah. everyone just has the same technology and you yeah. go from one company to the next and it doesn't no. change. No. It's no. the people yeah. that make the possibilities. Absol- it's so- Ooh, somebody <laughs> tweet that. It's
0: the people. Give me an organ. Uh, it's the people uh, that make the possibilities. Yes, Lord. Pastor often prayed, well, church is over. Thank you, Pastor Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing that wisdom. Um, what is the best way for folks to get in touch with you, engage in the things that you're doing? How can the Mr. Meaningful Work squad support you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn if you want to connect personally that way, or you can connect with us, um, Spark Co., and we have a CK um, and we're on every social media channel. We're always providing free resources, new data that's coming out. Yeah. So any way that we can help.
0: Absolutely. One of the things I love about their content is they give examples of recognition. What was it like right time? What was it like the three categories? Yeah. Like right method.
1: time, right way, right
0: reward. Right time, right way, right reward. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. Spark Anna. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you, this was so we'll be, much fun. We'll be talking to you more. Okay. Check us out next time for another episode of Mr. Meaningful Work Retain. I am Tim, Mr. Meaningful Work. Peace. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I would love to hear from you on what you found helpful from today's show. Or if you have someone in your network that you would like to recognize or spark, shoot me a message at Tim at MrmeaningfulWork.com or leave a comment on the show content on LinkedIn or send me a tweet at Mr. work. That's work with no with no O. Thank you again and go inspire someone today.